Welcome to Is It Halloween Yet? Episode 31, a spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, Is it Halloween yet? I'm afraid not, ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. It's 42 days until Halloween. I'm your ghost dispenser. Let's see what we've got on the slab this week. We've got video game news, movie news, and TV news. And there'll be a couple reviews out on my YouTube channel throughout the week. You'll be able to get them all bundled up as another podcast episode on Friday. And let's start with video game news. We're going to have to start on kind of a downer note. Sons of the Forest has been delayed again until early 2023. They say it's the last time. And Night Game came out on Twitter a couple weeks ago and just wanted to be like, hey, um, due to the scope of the game, we really want to uh, make sure that we've got all the bugs and polish and everything. And it's just been really hard to nail down like a date for the release. So they say that it is now going to come out on February 23rd and it'll be $30. Supermassive has confirmed that their next game is already underway, and yes, it is a horror project. However, don't expect to see it until 2025 or 2026. It is the team that worked on The Quarry, and it'll be about equivalent in size to The Quarry, according to studio director William Biles. He did allude that it would be a little bit of a departure from what Supermassive has done because they're kind of running out of teen horror, they feel like. And I could agree with that. I do think we could have a good um, babysitter, like a Halloween-inspired one, where, like, people were close, like, closer to home. I feel like both of these Supermassive games have entailed being, like, isolated in a situation, but it would be cool to see something along the lines of Halloween. But they say it's going to be very much a classic horror game and not a teen horror. So we'll just have to wait. 25, 26. That, those numbers sound fake. <laughs> those dates sound fake. Dread XP's smash hit game, The Mortuary Assistant, is going to be turned into a film by Jeremy Kipp. Uh, Bloody Disgusting was reporting a couple weeks ago that it's in pre-production already and they're writing the adaptation and he wants to celebrate the game that terrified me as well as create a companion piece to it, honoring the dense, creepy world that Brian Clark made and translating it into a visual storytelling and character-driven horror narrative film. All right, I'm down. That sounds great. I'm not going to get too much into this because I have yet to play The Mortuary Assistant. I really want to, and we will be doing that on my Twitch channel in October. So if you haven't played and you're not going to play, you should come hang out. If you have played, come hang out. Uh, just don't spoil it for me. Phasmophobia got a 2022-2023 roadmap update, which is pretty cool. Um, Kinetic Games is really just going through and knocking off the wish list of the community. Custom difficulties will be arriving later this month. I think they might even be out now. I'm not sure. I will double check that and put it in the show notes. We are also going to get a huge progression system uh, overhaul. And that's, that's nice. And they're going to do something about uh, people just 
griefing other people, which seems great. Uh, the second part of the progression update. So the progression update is going to come in two uh, parts. The first part will be an update to the URP. And it will include overhauls to weather, lighting, and more. And the second part of the progression update will work many systems for models and animations and uh, just make the game look better and play better. So that is what we're going to get. We're also going to get more skin or no, not more skins. Um, I saw skin because he said he's going to scare us out of our skins, which I am here for. That sounds great. Please scare me. Um, I'll definitely be playing some Phasmophobia in October also on Twitch. Uh, I'm hoping to find a couple of my Twitch friends to play a few rounds with during the creepiest season of the year. I think this last story for video game news is probably the one I am most excited about and the one I would hope that if you were a longer time listener, you would know that I was going to talk about. We are getting a Fatal Frame remake of a Wii game, which was never uh, released in the West. So we are finally going to get Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, and it will be coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam in early 2023. I am excited. We did it. We bought enough of Maiden of the Blackwater to continue getting Fatal Frame games. This game, I have heard so much about. There's so much, like, urban legend lore about how scary it is and how good it is and like everything because it's been trapped in Japan since 2008. I cannot oversell how excited I am and the, yeah, we will definitely be playing uh, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse when it comes out early next year. Um, we're also going to be playing Fatal Frame Maiden of the Blackwater on my Twitch channel in October. And now it's time to go to a different format on the small screen. It's time for TV news. Shudder let us know that Dragula is back. Dragula Titans will be airing starting on October 25th. It is basically the all-star version of Dragula. So if you love all those scary spooky queens like I do, you gotta be looking forward to it. Um, it's the first uh, project that's coming out of their newly signed, newly uh, agreed to the Boulay Brothers and Shudder came into having an agreement to make all kinds of things. So I'm very excited to see where it is. They are promising that there will be so many shocking twists and turns this year that the competitors affectionately renamed the show Gagula. So I can't wait to see it. It looks like it's going to be great. Um, if you haven't seen Dragula, you should check it out, especially if you like RuPaul's Drag Race and horror. It's the perfect blend of the two. So it's out on Shutter right now, and this will be starting on October 25th. And a little bit of sad news and slightly confusing news, it looks like Netflix's Wednesday may not be making the holiday season. Um... Netflix released their full Netflix and chill lineup for the year and Wednesday didn't wasn't wasn't on wasn't included in the Halloween portion. It said it was coming out later this year. So that's probably means it's coming in like November, December. I'm sure it's going to do fine in any 
season that it would come out, but I'm just a little bit perplexed as to why Wednesday wouldn't uh, come out in in the Halloween time, unless they really just want to push all of their weight behind Midnight Club, which I can understand that that show is also headed our way October 7th from Netflix and the trailer, the teaser trailer. We haven't gotten like a full trailer and I'm kind of guessing maybe we won't at this point. Like if we go through this week without getting a full trailer for Midnight Club, I don't think we're going to get any more than that teaser trailer. And that's fine. I feel like that's two titans of horror media. Like kids grew up, kids my age specifically, women of a certain age grew up on Christopher Pike and um, Mike Flanagan has earned a reputation for just making like phenomenal work every time he's behind the camera. So I think they probably can get away with that really well-produced teaser trailer they put out a couple months ago. We're also getting a book that looks like the show, which is never my favorite. The cover does look better. They did make it like a drawing, like a, like a traditional Christopher Pike novel would have. I just... I don't know. I just love the old artwork for Christopher Pike novels. So it was going to be a hard sell for me. But if you haven't read The Midnight Club, it's a very speedy, very quick read. The Pike cast, I think, has done an episode on it. I want to grab the number. If you aren't listening to The Pike cast and you are a woman of a certain age or a person of a certain age, I'm not going to gatekeep Christopher Pike behind gender. You should definitely check out the podcast, The Pike cast. They go through one book an episode. Uh... They have seasons, so there are breaks, but Christopher Pike novels are very short and very digestible, very readable. You could definitely get through a book a week. It is episode, doesn't give me an episode number, but it, I will link to their website in the in the show notes. Um, yeah, I'm excited for, uh, I'm excited for Midnight Club. I love Christopher Pike. I'm excited to see the other Flanagan Pike adaptations that are coming. I think he's doing two other ones. One of them is the adult novel that Christopher Pike wrote that like nobody has read and everyone should. So you should go out and do that. But enough about Christopher Pike because I could literally talk about him all day. I'm kind of surprised that the hype for this next story hasn't crossed over into mainstream horror community yet and that it kind of just seems to be anime fans that are excited for this. And that is Chainsaw Man. And we found out who was going to be the English dub cast for it. And it's Ryan Colt Levy, Susie Jung, Regan Mordock, and Sarah Winderheff. We're going to be getting this simulcast with the English dub, which is crazy to me, which is awesome. So it will start rolling out on October 11th. And I hope that once it gets out there, people are going to latch on to it outside of anime. I would say if you have an aversion to anime, please at least give one of these episodes a chance. The manga is so endearing that I'm just so excited for this to be a anime and the the gore and the violence and the graphical nature of the manga seems to be shown in all kinds of beautiful detail in the in the uh in the anime so i'll drop a link to the teaser trailer and or i guess it's not the teaser trailer anymore they dropped a full dub trailer and in the show notes so you can check it out but please don't sleep on chainsaw man it's going to be one of the best horror 
properties that come out this year. I'm positive. The next story has me thinking about how blessed we are as horror fans right now. And that is, we're talking about Epic's new docu-series with Blumhouse, which is Blumhouse's Compendium of Horror. And if you are a horror fan who likes to talk about horror with other people, you probably were addicted to the AMC scariest movie moments. And Shudder has brought that back for us. So right now we're in the middle of watching that, which is awesome. Uh, those come out every week on Wednesday. I think this week's episode three. Yeah, we're definitely at episode three. And now we're getting a whole nother compendium of horror from Blumhouse. And it's going to talk about horror and how it's changed, cinematic iconic moments from the 1930s until today. And it's going to be narrated by none other than Robert England. I am excited. It looks great. I think they've got a lot of the same people who are on scariest <laughs> horror moments, which I would like to see both filmmakers and people reach out to smaller creators in our community. I feel like there are a lot of podcasts in horror and we don't really see any of them represented in these kind of shows. And that would be cool to see that from other people. Like, I feel like the Nightlight crew, they could definitely um, hold their own in the these kind of shows and it would be great to see them. Heck, even James and Chelsea from Dead Meat. I just think it would be cool to see more smaller creators because there's just so many people making all kinds of awesome horror content on the internet on all kinds of platforms on TikTok, podcasts, YouTube. And that's a hard gig, especially if you're on YouTube. That would be cool. That's my only complaint in all of this news of docu horror docu-series is we can only hear the same people say the same things about the same movies different ways so many times. This fall, there is just going to be so many horror shows that I don't feel bad that I'm not watching American Horror Story or stories. I am just like not, I don't care. <laughs> this next story, I think, is a fabulous lesson for horror fans to not judge a remake property before we see anything about it. I think a lot of people were probably rightfully upset when they heard that we were going to get another adaptation of Let the Right One In, but this TV show looks wild. Like, it looks so much darker and so much more in-depth, and it really flips the source material that was... Spoilers for Let the Right One In. I will put a little spoiler bar down here and I will put a banshee scream So when we're done. So for audio listeners and for people on YouTube, you can just look at the little bar and then there'll be the banshee scream. That's how we handle spoilers around here. It flips the source material of the book, which is an ancient vampire, right? Trying to find a companion. And deals with a father and a daughter who the daughter's only been a vampire for around 10 years. So she's very, a very young vampire. And she's coming to terms with what that means for her. And he, her father, is trying to save her, right? He's trying to find out if there's a cure for her vampirism. And he also is worried that she's lonely, like... She leads a lonely life being isolated as a child who never ages. <laughs>
So this also, like everything, seems to, like everything seems to be this uh, fall, will come out on October 7th. It starts, it's a weekly, it runs weekly on Showtime. So that's a little bit, you don't have to binge it while you're binging Midnight Club, right? You don't have to make a choice. And in this last bit of TV news this week, we're gonna talk about Chucky season two. I don't know how to talk about this without being spoilery. So again, there will be the spoiler banner and then a banshee scream right before we start movie news. So it will be out on October 12th and the trailer looks bananas. I mean, I don't know why I doubted that they were going to be able to wrap up the loose ends that were left at the end of the season. Like, what do we do about the kids? They're kind of complicit in Chucky's, like, scheme, right? There's how many Chucky dolls running around the world, right? How many are there? Uh, Chucky's pretty mad at Tiffany. And, okay. And so we also get to see Glenn and Glenda and they are human, which is pretty great and have one of the best moments in the trailer, if I'm being honest. Uh, this is out on October 12th and I cannot wait. Um, please watch Chucky if you haven't. I'm gonna come out of spoiler mode really quick and say, please watch Chucky if you haven't. That show's great. Um, it really is a credit to the team behind Chucky, that they made such a heartfelt also, but horrific and like fun slasher television show, which if you would have told me pre-Chucky, I would have said that's not possible, <laughs> but it absolutely is possible. Don Mancini deserves all the credit in the world for how he has guided the Child's Play series through the years. Next up, we've got movie news. And I'm going to start off this week, like I'm going to start off all of our weeks headed forward with the box office. If there's horror movies at the box office, I want to know how they're doing and I want to talk about how they're doing. So from two weeks ago, uh, Barbarian won the box office. However, it was the second worst weekend of the year, but it opened with $10 million and it did not stop there. It uh, had another $6.3 million this weekend. I really want to see this. I'm trying to decide like if I want to see that or Pearl in the theater because I am still limiting how many times I go to the theater. But I definitely want to see either Barbarian or Pearl in the theater this week. I cannot wait. I think I don't really know much about it. I've been dodging spoilers left and right on Twitter, so I can't wait to see either of those. Speaking of Pearl, Pearl only made $3.1 million at the box office, which I don't know. I mean, it was in 2,900 theaters. I wonder, let's see what that's like compared to uh, X. I mean, I forgot X came out this year. X did slightly better at uh, 4275000 on opening weekend. I don't know, $3.1 million for a sequel of a very niche uh, genre. I don't know if X is like, I feel like X did well at home and Pearl may also do well at home. Next up, let's talk about, we were just talking about Chucky and Chucky wouldn't be the phenomenal show it was without Fiona Dorf. And she has another horror movie coming out this fall as well on top of being in Chucky season two. We've got... 
Don't Look at the Demon, which you can check out the trailer on YouTube right now. It'll be handed to about 100 plus theaters on October 7th. The film follows Fiona Dorr's character as she plays a medium who is on a television show and they go to a house where this couple has been like, we're being terrorized by a demon. And they do what they do. They film and everything. And I feel like this could have felt like from the synopsis, like very well-worn territory, especially in indie horror. But this trailer really went there. Like the characters and the blood and the effects on the demon. Like I really was impressed with the tone and the style of the trailer and the film as a whole obviously probably from the trailer but it just looked like it was going harder than a lot of typical ghost possession stories go it did not look like your typical slow plotting type of story it looked like it was one that was just going to ratchet up the tension as it goes so I am looking forward to see that. I'm sure it will be heading to digital VOD shortly after. Most of the ones that come out in limited release are fairly quick to head to iTunes and your platform of choice. So as soon as that film is there, I will do it. I will watch it. I will do it. I will watch it and I will put a review up on the channel. We also got casting news this week for The First Omen, which I had totally forgot was happening. The Omen is getting a prequel, which I don't know. Um, the original Omen is one of my favorite horror movies and I think it's scary. I saw someone trying to argue that it wasn't scary unless you had like religious trauma. And I just, I don't know if I buy that argument, but um, I really do want to see this. It is... Arkeisha Stevenson's feature directorial debut. You probably know that name from Brand New Cherry Flavor and Channel Zero, Butcher's Block. I am excited to see Stevenson get a, a, a chance at a property this big. I think she is going to like nail it. I feel like that's what's got me excited about it when I remember that it's here. There's just so many things coming on. I wonder when we're going to get this though because we're still just getting like casting drips, right? So, oh, they're also rewriting the film. So maybe that's why it's seemingly taking a little bit longer and slides out of my memory because I feel like we're just getting like very drip, drip, drip coverage on it. But it's one of these stories that I'm, one of these films that I'm definitely going to be covering. So as I know more, you'll know more. Uh, we have a holiday rock block of stories to talk about. I don't know what is in the water, but... um someone can put more of it in there. We're getting a bunch of holiday movies this year. And we got a bunch of Christmas horror movies last year, I feel like. I feel like if you like Christmas horror movies, you are in for a treat. And I love Christmas horror movies. I don't know why. They're usually so weird and like campy and whatever, but I am very, very excited. Um, Joe Bego's uh, Christmas, Bloody Christmas, will premiere this year at the Brooklyn Horror Festival. It also is running at Beyond Fest, it will be at as well. And then it will be headed to us later this year in Christmas. I don't think we have an exact date on when it's coming out. We do not. We don't have an exact date. The story follows a record shop owner who just wants to be drunk on Christmas and that 
I can feel that. She's just like, I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to hook up. I just want to be drunk. I don't want to do this. Um, that's not uh, going to happen because a human-sized robotic Santa Claus has come to life and is rampaging murder and destruction. I cannot wait to see what this looks like. Um, they People are saying that it is... Um, an ode to the Terminator, which just sounds hilarious to me. A holiday Santa Claus Terminator. Um, yes, sign me up. I can't wait to hear about it. I can't wait to see it. Um, the next one stars Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween star Scout Taylor Compton. And it is called A Creature Was Stirring. And it follows a mother and a nurse who is locking her teenage daughter in a room and giving her methadone uh, injections because she has this very weird affliction that if she doesn't do that, she starts to have a fever state and just like freak out. And so people break into the house, which is not great. And the presence of a malevolent house guest who won't be content to lurk in the shadows emerges. So I'm very excited to see this. I'm excited to see a Christmas horror movie that isn't a Santa Claus movie. I feel like we get that a lot. Um, I love Black Christmas, both the original and the second remake. The, th the middle remake's fine too, but it's just a very 2010s remake. But this, this film sounds great. Uh, I really enjoy Scout Taylor Compton. And everything she's done so far. And oh, Christy Metz is also in it. So as the mom. So that looks like a great time. And then that will bring us to our third horror movie. Starring the lovable Hooper. David Harbour is starring in Violent Night. Um, Harbour has compared it to Die Hard. And John Leguizamo plays the villain, so that's also fun. The film follows a team of elite mercenaries breaking into a wealthy family compound on Christmas Eve. They take everyone hostage, but the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus on the ground, and he's about to show why this Nick ain't no saint. So, I don't know. I think it's great. Um, we got a poster with uh, David Harbour dressed up like Santa Claus, smoking a candy cane, and blood on his nose and beard with the tagline you better watch out um yes I love this I can't wait for us to get a trailer and I feel like that's also got to be coming pretty soon and this will be in theaters on December 2nd next up we have to talk about the movie that set the internet on fire when we all learned of its existence Winnie the Pooh blood and honey um, I was really like, okay, this is amusing. I really think it's like, it could be a funny concept. I really enjoyed the interview with Ray's Frakes Waterfield, who directed it. And I'm excited that when the trailer showed up for it, it delivered. The trailer looks genuinely scary. Um, they do a great job of making the poo mask somehow friendly and terrifying. Like, I think, like, if you saw the poo mask in, like, real life, you'd be like, oh, that's a little creepy, but, like, it's fine, like, in the daylight, but, like, the way they use shadow and light on it, it is just terrifying. And uh, we see a bunch of things. They also, we also know that, like, Eeyore's dead. They ate him because Eeyore wasn't, 
like they were having problems getting the copyright stuff. So they've gone through all kinds of copyright things with this. Like I think he starts wearing a white shirt and it progressively gets bloody and red during the thing. And like his it's just blood on a white shirt and that's not a copyright. Like he couldn't just have a red shirt to begin with. So like there's just all kinds of like weird shenanigans going through to make this public domain horror movie work and I can't wait to see it because it looks like they have really did the work they needed to do to take a concept that is engaging and, and silly and actually make it a little bit scary. The trailer is out now. I don't think we have a release date yet for it but you know I'm going to be watching it the second it comes out. It just looks hilarious and kind of scary. Jordan Peele has talked about nope uh nope was probably my favorite mo horror movie over the summer i think about that movie on a daily basis which i i mean like that's not unusual for jordan peele in the press tour after the release of nope he has talked about how the story could continue he said People are doing a lot of interesting detective work to try to figure out what's going on. We've got an IMDb entry, which like always take with a grain of salt, but the peel hints to that being actually credible. Uh, so Michael Boucher plays an uncredited character in a film called Nobody. It was a nope character that ended up getting cut out of the film. Um, he did say, though, that nobody was glimpsed in the first official trailer for the film so like go on back and like go frame by frame through that first nope trailer see what we can figure out we should not be expecting this to be like a direct sequel I don't think I think just based on how he makes films would be more inclined to make something in the universe that is connected but not like a direct sequel so nobody uh when I know more you'll know more um I can't wait Jordan Peele can't miss he is I even like the the Twilight Zone so like I he's just like one of the best filmmakers out there and to be alive while he's making films fantastic next up we're gonna talk about Nanny which was a Sundance favorite um people came out of Sundance just raving about this film um I had to mute it on Twitter because I was afraid I was gonna get spoiled on it because people were getting like in-depth comments commentary on this uh in uh in my timeline but i am excited to say that it will be coming to theaters in november uh the 23rd and then december 16th you'll be able to watch it on prime video it follows a senegalese immigrant who is working for a volatile wealthy family as a nanny and she starts to be like possessed maybe or just like having like spirits like her mind her dreams she sees them in real life and um she's working for this family because she really wants to bring her son to america so please watch the trailer the the filmmaking is gorgeous the lighting is gorgeous i i can't wait to see this it's exciting to see stories more stories more own voice horror stories happening. I think that Jordan Peele started that, I think. He really got that ball rolling. And it's great to see other houses like Blumhouse pick up these own story. Uh, Marcus Dunson is set to direct All My Friends Are Dead. Uh, you may know Marcus Dunson from The Collector. Saw 4, Saw 3D. He also worked on Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I think he was the writer on that. 
And it follows a group of close friends who get a steal on an Airbnb for the biggest music festival. Soon they discover that each one of their deaths is directly corresponding to one of the seven sin deadly sins. Um, the film has been said to be close to the tone of Happy Death Day, which I can get down with. This looks great. I think Dunstan is hilarious. He's on podcasts a lot of times. Uh, his episode of Development Hell is pretty funny, um, considering all the films he's had that have been in Development Hell. And um, yeah, I can't wait. Definitely on my list. I probably should have moved this up earlier into the segment or earlier into the show, but uh, Neon acquired the adaptation rights for John Avitz Lindquist's new novel. And he wrote Let the Right One In. It's a character-driven drama that explores grief and loss following three families caught up in the chaos. So, I mean, I trust Neon. Neon's a fantastic distributor. They gave us T10 and a bunch of other things. And it's interesting to see that we're going to get more Lindquist. So that's exciting. This next story covers the documentary that I am most excited about. And it is the story of George Romero's unmade Resident Evil. I think that this is one of the biggest own goals that Capcom has ever done because Romero wanted to change some things within the story of Resident Evil. But there is that like trailer for Biohazard Resident Evil 2, the Japanese trailer that was directed by Romero. And I just feel like he would have brought such like life and pizzazz to a series that has everything going for it to make the jump from video games to television and movie and fails every single time. Like we just got word a couple weeks ago that several days after the Netflix show came out, we're not getting any more of the Netflix show. The Netflix show I heard was good, but also had some problems. Like all of the movies have been a hot trash disaster fire. Like I just like I like them. They're campy horror films that are about zombies and I like have a affinity for them. They are not what I would want from Resident Evil as a film or as a TV series. And I just don't understand why we can't why Capcom has such a has such an aversion to changing the story and the lore and the medium to make it work to the store and the lore to make it work for the medium that they're telling in. I guess that means now with the show being canceled, I guess we're, guess we're never going to see our seven foot vampire mommy on screen. And that's, that's disappointing because they told us that could be a possibility because it takes place around the same time. Next up, we're going to talk about the shutter original Deadstream. The trailer and the release date were put out. Um, it's going to be a part of the Halloween season over on Shudder. And I watched the trailer. And the first thing I have to say is this is one of the first influencer horror movies I see that doesn't feel like overly pejorative. I feel like a lot of times there is a... I feel like a lot of times there is a... I don't know what the reason would be, but there is a propensity towards being overtly cruel to the influencer characters in your horror movie. Um, I think we've seen that several times in the ones that have come out recently, but this one really feels like grounded in like the guy knows he's kind of ridiculous and it just feels like people who see influencers and like the weird content they make and wanted to make a horror movie about that way that was scary, but wasn't also like 
haha influencers are stupid and dumb and why is that a job which I feel like I get from a lot of them so yeah it comes out on October 6th and people who saw it at South by Southwest this year really liked it so that's exciting uh, Megan Navarro from Bloody Disgusting speaks highly of it so that is also exciting and yeah you should check out the trailer on YouTube right now Bodies Bodies director Helena Ragin is going to be getting in business with A24 again. She has a film titled Instinct, which is described as an erotic psychological thriller that will be made available in North America for the first time this week, this Thursday, September 22nd. Tickets will go on sale for the company's screening room. Instinct follows a criminal psychologist who becomes infatuated with a charismatic and manipulative patient. Uh, Caravan Houghton and Mark from Game of Thrones and uh, Martin Karzawi, Marwan, <laughs> Karen Van Houten and Marwan Kazari star. Um, Instinct will be available as a double feature in the screening room with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. 20 bucks will get you in and you will have nine hours to view both films and the features uh, starting at 3 p.m. Pacific. So I really think the, the screening room is a interesting, fun way that they tried to make streaming content an event. It does. It is a little weird that they do sell out, though. <laughs> We're also another sequel. It's just like a sequel week this week. Uh, Constantine's getting a sequel and Keanu Reeves will return. That's pretty much like all we know about it is that we're getting a Constantine sequel and it's going to be starring Keanu Reeves. The next up is a trailer for the digital released movie that's coming out this Halloween called Feed Me. Uh, this movie looked bananas from the trailer. It is directed by Adam Letter and Richard Oakes. XYZ Filmed picked it up and it will be out on all digital platforms on October 27th. The film follows a dude called Jed whose life is shattered when his wife suddenly dies. He spirals into depression and finds himself in a bar with a deranged cannibal. Uh, the film looks funny and drama and I just, it just looks like it has like heart and I, I don't know, I'm interested in the like new era of cannibal films we're getting these aren't like Leatherface the family kind of the, the Sawyer family kind of cannibals we got fresh earlier this year which was a fun take on it and feed me also looks like a fun take on it so I can't wait to watch that on October 27th the next film we're going to talk about is something that I think is like is a concept I think is great. And it is Grim Cuddy, which is coming to Hulu for part of their Huluween, I think is what they call it. Yeah, Huluween, <laughs> which is fine. Um, the film is basically its own like mythical creature uh, spin on the Momo challenge hoax, which is like one of the things that like completely fascinates me about the internet is how like that ever, like how people bought into that. Like, I think if like a YouTube video told a kid to kill themselves, like especially in North America, that would be like the number one story on every 24 hour news 
uh, thing for days. Like, it would just be such big, huge news, and it just didn't, like, it was to the point where, like, police departments were, like, issuing, like, hey, watch out, don't, like, don't let your kids do Momo challenge, which, okay. Um, so, I don't know, but the movie looks great. The creature, Grim Cuddy, looks great. Um, it is the synopsis from Bloody Disgusting is a suburban teen and her little brother must stop a terrifying internet meme brought to life by the hysteria of their parents. So check out the trailer. It looks really well done. Again, Grim Cuddy, I think, is a great homage to Momo in the tone of the movie and in the character design. Our next film is also from Hulu. Our next film is also from Hulu. It is, our next film is also a part of Huluween and it is called Matriarch. The film unsettles me. The trailer for this film unsettles me. It reminds me a lot of Shudder's off season, um, but I feel like it's going to go farther where like off season was a very slow burn of a film. This feels like it's just gonna keep punching you in the face. And it talks, it's the story of a mother and a daughter. The daughter nearly dies of an overdose after succumbing to the pressures of the advertising world. She accepts a invitation home to stay with her mother who she is estranged from. And when she gets there, she's like, not, something's not right. Like people haven't aged, people aren't aging. And her mother looks exactly the same. And she's going to find out that the locals of a town are protecting a dark secret that involves not only her mother, but her own destiny. And the film just like the trailer just fills me with the same kind of dread that off season did. And I thought that film was good and it probably could have gone a bit farther than it did, but yeah, I can't wait to see. I love the idea of mother and daughter, mother and daughter dynamics that are also wrapped up in town drama. I'm there. I'm right there the second it happens. So that's coming out on October 21st on Hulu. This next one is exciting and also a little bit of uh, why are we doing this? Uh, the Strangers franchise is getting a brand new set of trilogies. It was announced today that they have begun production and the films will be produced in Braslava, Slovakia. They are based on the 2008 film and it will star Riverdale's Madeline Pesch, we, who drives cross country with her longtime boyfriend to begin a new life in the Pacific Northwest. When their car breaks down in Venus, Oregon, they're forced to spend the night at a secluded Airbnb where they are terrorized by a dust till dawn by three strangers. Um, how dare you, strangers, producers, for putting this in my state? <laughs> Uh, making the horror right in my backyard. Um, the Strangers is a film that I saw alone at a theater and was afraid of the dark and in my apartment for a week more after I saw it. It was very unsettling to me. And um, I really, really love that film. And so I have never watched the sequel because I didn't look like Pray at Night, didn't look like it was going to live up to the same kind of tension that I wanted from the Strangers films, but I'm very excited that this remake seems to be going back to focus on what made that first film so good. 
Executive producer Courtney Solomon told Bloody Disgusting, when setting out to remake The Strangers, we felt there was a bigger story to be told, which could be as powerful and chilling and terrifying as the original and could really expand the world. Um, I'm very excited to see The Strangers brought into a modern time. I feel like 2008 was real, like, pre-everybody having a cell phone, maybe, maybe. Next up is the teaser trailer for Terror Train, which is way better than it. Like, I, I was not excited for Terror Train. Again, this is another one. I'm excited for Terror Train now. Um, if you haven't seen the original 1980 slasher, it stars our queen, our love, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, you should watch it. It's a great film. I love it. Um, we found out that the remake will be headed to Tubi for Terror on Tubi starting on October 21st. A bunch of college seniors who are going to get on a Halloween-themed train for a party, but their fun kind of gets uh, ruined when the attendees are killed off one by one by a killer clown. And the clown is terrifying looking. So, uh, yeah, Terror Train. It's on my list now. I didn't think it would be, but it is. Every time I see it, it looks better and better. Next up is the trailer for The Devil's Workshop, which looks like not what I thought it was going to be. I thought like it was going to be a little funnier. I don't know why, but um, it follows uh, Emil Hirsch as an actor who wants to play a role of a demonologist. So he contacts an expert in demonology to get him to prepare for the role but he isn't quite honest with her he says he has the role he doesn't but he is pushed to the limit of trying to get as much experience and expertise in this subject because he doesn't want to lose the role to another actor so he goes and hangs out with this girl he doesn't know for a weekend at her home and it's gonna go poorly for him I will say I'm not super impressed with the fire effect at the end of the trailer. It didn't look great. But um, other than that, the film looks like it will be a fun, tight ride. And that's coming out next week on September 30th. And you will be able to see it in select theaters or on demand. So that's cool. I like when movies do that. And we are now ready for our last story of this week. Ty West has given us a little peek at the third and final movie in the X trilogy. Is is that what he's calling it? What I don't know what the trilogy's name is, but it's his X Pearl. And the final one will be called Maxine with three X's in the middle of the, her name. And it will be coming soon from A24. Uh, me, Maxine will be, we will see more of Maxine years after the events that happen in X. Um, he really doesn't get into it, um, much, but I'm like trying, I have been like, I haven't listened to the interview or like looked out a lot of talk about this film because I haven't seen Pearl yet. The big takeaway from this interview he did at the Midnight Madness, uh, premiere of Pearl was... It'll be more about the industry of Hollywood during the 80s and the VHS boom. So that'll be exciting. I can't wait to see Pearl. Uh, Mia Goth is really great in those films. And I can't wait to see the conclusion and how he bring. I hope that he brings some of the age-ism 
like growing old themes into Maxine when we see her even a couple years later she's going to be less attractive than she, like you know, she's going to have not less attractive but she's going to have aged more I hope he brings some of that as we see her age in the next film so that's going to do it for this week I'm your ghost is Spencer you can find the podcast all over the internet we're on Instagram we're on YouTube you could if you're you pro, you could be watching this on YouTube right now hi thanks if you are hit that like button hit the bell so you know when I put up videos um it also we're on podcast services everywhere uh we're also on Twitter um I Spencer am on all of those platforms as myself as well and I am also on Twitch and TikTok where you can see me do quick reviews of horror movies and just all kinds of weird TikTok shenanigans and I'm also on Twitch where I play cute video games and horror video games at least once a week so that's going to do it uh you know what time it is sleep or don't <laughs> <laughs>